Welcome to the Queen's School Chester podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils about topics that are relevant to you. In this episode, we're talking about careers guidance with none other than Julietta Dawson. We're about to hear how careers guidance has changed in 2021 compared to the 80s and 90s, the transferable skills that apply to multiple job roles, how children can prepare when they don't have a clear idea of their own future, and how parents can support their children to make the right choices. So let's not waste any more time, but instead come with me while we talk careers guidance with Julietta Dawson. Julietta, thank you for being here and welcome to this episode of the school's podcast. How are you doing today? Today's a good day. I not only run the careers department, which obviously takes up most of my time, but I also run our cadet force. So although you can't see me, I am sitting here in my cadet uniform, ready for parade later. Fantastic. Tell me what a parade is like. What happens during parade? (laughs) Biggest part of the week, really, as far as numbers go. Um, So it's a lot more than just a class of of, uh, young people I'm teaching. So we have about 150 young people who get together at at a local school Um, I take over our pupils and we do lots of activities, navigating, learning how to fire the cadet rifle, all sorts. (laughs) Fantastic. And this is a regular thing that happens on every Friday afternoon, is it? It does indeed, yes. Um, Right throughout the school year, even when it's raining, we're still out there parading. (laughs) Wow, gosh. So I imagine it's beautiful in sunshine, beautiful when it's lovely and warm and, (laughs) (laughs) and beautiful in its own way when it's raining and cold. Let's put it that way. Absolutely. More learning happens then. That's what say. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Julieta, I'd love to understand a little bit more about your own education. Uh, so where you went to school, what your own experience of school life was like. Could you share that with us? OK, so uh, you might get a flavour from my accent, but I didn't I didn't grow up in the UK. Um, I went through the South African system until high school and then mm-hmm. I arrived in Wales and it was quite a culture shock for me. <laughs> so my, my high school was in a, 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 a local Welsh high school and then I moved abroad for the next 10, 15 years. So I did my degree uh, internationally and then I arrived back in the UK, fired up and, and ready to what will I what will I be? And at that point, I decided that the rest of my life would be working with young people. That's what I enjoy most. Mm. And so um, I used my degree, which was to do with education and um, psychology, things like that, to work with young people, primarily initially in the outdoors. So I'm a qualified outdoor instructor. And Mm -hmm. then more and more so using that to um, engage with young people who were not in education, as it was uh, starting with. And these days I do work um, the last, I think it is 15 years now, I've worked in the school sector, mm-hmm. uh, specifically with careers advice, but also looking at that personal development side. It's, it's not uh, something isolated. Careers education isn't a, a lesson on its own. It's, it's life. But all, all of that background, working with young people through all sorts of challenging situations has sort of got me where I am today, sitting at a nice, a nice warm desk rather than on a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's awesome that you're involved in the careers guidance because that's one of the key things we're talking about on this podcast episode. Tell me why you feel that it's so important in a school environment. Do you know, that's an interesting question because I think a number of young people go right the way throughout school not really knowing why they're attending school, what, mm. what's it for? And I think you can be sitting in a lesson that a subject perhaps you're, you're thinking, oh, what will this be useful for? Not realising how much school is actually prep for life. Mm. And I think the careers education side, certainly in our school, we start in year seven and we, we work with them 
right the way through. And I think it's important for them to know that those lessons they're learning, they're learning skills, they're learning what they're good at, what they enjoy. And mm. that's what it is. It's prep for life. It's not just sitting there in a maths lesson, in a French lesson. Although the learning is important in those lessons, it's what you're getting out that you're going to then be able to use in life. Oh, I love this. Okay, so I, I'm thinking back to uh, to when when I was younger and when I was at school, and some of the people listening to this might be remembering what their careers guidance was like when they were at school. And 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 I think that it's probably fairly universal that it's probably better now than it used to be in the past. But tell me what some of the differences are that you see in careers guidance in schools in 2021 compared to the 80s or the 90s? Well, I, I went through the 80s. We were given a box with career titles of jobs and you chose one and off you went and, and that was the careers <laughs> guidance I got. <laughs> Most of our parents share equal horror stories about the fact that they had nothing really. And I think there was a, a dynamic change through the 90s. Certainly, um, it became more on, on school's agenda, but also when I was working in, in youth work, that was something we were working at. I worked for the uh, Bernardos for a number of years doing projects, and actually that was career guidance too. And I think slowly we've realised how very much important it is not just to pick that card out and that's you that's who you're going to be for life mm. and mm. part of careers education these days is is looking at those things what what do you want to get out of your job later on most mm. people don't stay in the same job their whole life mm. and it's that working out your your career portfolio your path you're going is the difference that the, the change and it's not just asking mum and dad although mum and dad and auntie and uncle are very important mm -hmm. I think it needs to be pervasive through through life working um, with at the job center places like that it's very specific job 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 whereas we're mm -hmm. talking in schools about careers what are you going to be what's your your path going to be and mm -hmm. I think that's the dynamic change from that green box I had to pick a card out of mm -hmm. and read and went do I have to I, I, mm -hmm. I'm not very good at French do I need to be a bilingual secretary you know mm. and that was the the career <laughs> guidance person's uh, main knowledge at school so most people came out being told they'd be good to be a bilingual secretary so mm. um, I obviously bucked a trend there but I think nowadays we expect quite a lot from schools we expect them to be well-being centers which we mm. are we expect them to be places where health and fitness is very important but mm. on on the side of that as well I think it's preparing you for adulthood and that's mm. where the the change has come it's not a one-hour lesson once a year it's throughout the time you're in school careers are important mm. every day and mm. I think that's when our parents sort of go oh do you do adults adult career guidance <laughs> yeah. and I say yeah. no no my guidance <laughs> stops at 18. <laughs> <laughs> now one of the things you hinted at was the the idea of people changing their careers you mentioned about changing jobs and changing careers is clearly going to be a part of that as well how do we prepare young people today when they they may have two or three different careers or maybe even more than that I think one of the things is keeping a broad curriculum. So when young people are making their choices for GCSEs, for BTECs, for A-levels, whatever they might choose, keeping that broad option means you keep your skills and talents broader. So you're not mm. going down, down one line and sort of closing many doors. And I think that's where you help with that flexibility later. We had a parents' evening this week. It was lovely to chat to our, our new sixth formers here at school. And I did ask the audience, as I do every year and have done for many years, how many parents are still in the same job working for the same company? And mm. one person put their hand up. Gosh. Years ago, that would have been most of them. You know, most mm. people would have started at one place. And I think because 
parents change jobs quite a bit or, or change their roles within the same sector, it's good for the, the young person to know. I am fascinated by the fact that so many pupils in schools have no clue what their parents do for a living. They <laughs> say things like, well, he wears a suit or she has a, she has a briefcase and that's all yeah. their knowledge is. Yeah. They know it's in an office or they think it might be here. And I think that's where parents are absolutely vital as part of careers. Talk about your own career. Talk about your, your slight slow starts. Talk about mm. the fact that you started as one thing and ended up as another. And mm. I think that sharing at home is one of the things that parents can do to support their children. And, and some people are sitting there now going, I wonder what my, my son or my daughter or, <laughs> or you know, my niece actually thinks I do because you, it's mm. fascinating. Children are hilarious. I love working mm. with children. I always have done. They come out with the funniest things. But in a, in a year eight lesson, chatting to, to our pupils, hearing what they think parents do is hilarious mm. And, mm. and sad. Talk to your children. They're there, mm. you know, use breakfast time. Now, often we hear in the media that automation in the future is going to remove many of the jobs and career paths that people can take today. Um, but how do you prepare children and young people for the fact that that some of those jobs that we see today won't exist in the future? Do you know, I think I think it's an interesting one, but but could be over egged. I don't think anytime soon we're suddenly all going to be led by by robots. Yes, I understand how some industries will change, but it'll be over time. And I think mm. that adaptation that the pupils get in a school, they'll they'll do that in their own careers. My job's changed. I've spent the last eighteen months doing my careers interviews over over Zoom, mm. you know, over Teams, things like that. So, and I I haven't had to do much to change that. There's a bit mm. of knowledge. I think pupils today are a lot more tech savvy, and that's mm-hmm. obviously going to help. But it's not going to replace that that uh, that human element that so many people go on to. Our uh, destinations, we've got people going into careers from from our school who are, they're not going to change. You're still going to need those solid careers. You're still going to need engineers, even mm. if they're going to be slightly different in their job approach. So I, I don't, I do do, <laughs> there's a slide I do at parents' evenings of which robot's going to take over your job and mm-hmm. how I comment how my job's nice and safe, you know, mm. and I think... Uh, there are very few sectors that are going to change that much. What's going to happen and already is happening is so many different degree apprenticeships and degree courses that will be getting people ready for those sort of changes. Mm. And I think it's very interesting. Our year sevens this year might be doing a degree course that hasn't actually been written yet. That's exciting, mm. though. That's mm. interesting. Mm. But I do feel that so many sides of things, it's its not all scary and change they will mm. be changed, but it'll be gradual enough that as long as they're learning those those natural skills and talents they have in school, those communication skills, those uh, practical skills, they'll be ready. I, mm. I, I'm not a scaremonger on that one, really. Mm. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And those skills that you talk about, they're transferable from one job to another, from one career to another, aren't they? What, what we're hearing in, in schools is of a, a huge percentage of employers, I think it's 87% of employers, uh, local, uh, uh, sorry, a national uh, audit recently, wanted skills, not certificates. So although mm. you might turn up, which is fantastic, with your GCSEs, your A-levels, your degree certificates, something like that, it's actually, what can you do with that? And mm. we have noticed a change in the way people are interviewed for jobs. For instance, some of the big companies like PwC will do a... 
graduate entry day where they'll have people there working in teams, people trying mm -hmm. to work to deadlines, people trying to develop their analytical skills. And it doesn't matter if they've come with a maths A level. It doesn't matter if they've come mm -hmm. with business studies. What they can do with it is more mm -hmm. important. And what we do at our school, we're very lucky to have a, we, we purchased Unifrog, which is a, a wonderful careers platform. And we use that to talk about skills and talents, not just to talk about what subjects you do. What do mm. you get out of them? That's so much more important. Mm. This sounds fantastic. It really does. Um, now, some people, of course, when they're young and when they're in school, they know exactly what they want to do when they're older. They've got their career path lined up in their head, at least, or at least the start of it. And therefore, they know what to go to university to study in order to achieve that. But other children, of course, might have no idea at all. Some adults listening to this might still have no idea at all. But how can you prepare children when they don't have a clue at all? You know, it's an interesting thought that we shouldn't really be narrowing it down too soon. And I feel mm -hmm. there's been a little bit of a, a lean backwards in careers education for looking at those those attributes rather than looking at what you're going to do with them later. Mm -hmm. We're trying to with our with our pupils, we're trying to make sure they don't close doors. But we're also trying to say, actually, if you're sitting there in year nine and you're not sure what you want to do, that's absolutely fine. It's mm -hmm. absolutely fine in year 13 out of our, our cohort at the moment moment in sixth form I'd say there's a third who are not quite sure what they will use their slightly broader A-levels for and that's a good thing mm. what my job would be would be to try and find out what makes them tick what side of what they do they enjoy and then mm. I can make suggestions we can run psychometric tests that's absolutely fine I'm a facilitator for psychometric testing but I think a lot of it is conversations and that's why I think my job's slightly secure because <laughs> yeah. I like to talk and, yeah. and extensively I'm very nosy I like to know what people do I like to know what makes them <laughs> <laughs> what makes them happy what what they'd like to be and I think keeping that that not you don't have to narrow it down yet is very important even a degree course especially as, as we've just said some employers aren't particularly looking for a particular degree they're mm. looking for what you gained out of it how mm. how you use your your raw talent to do something in the future so I think uh, uh, the message I would say is if your daughter or your son or your niece and nephew because I have a lot to do with my, my own nephew if they're not sure what they want to do great have the chance to have a conversation about what you've done what somebody um, you know maybe you've got a friend in a totally different industry they could chat to get loads of research 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 read try work experience hmm. I, I'm shocked that schools don't offer work experience we have a full program all of hmm. our students are encouraged to do work experience that's hmm. a really good thing I don't mean photocopying or making cups of tea although that is part of everybody's job mm -hmm. but actually go out and shadow someone even if it's just for the day it's mm -hmm. okay not to know what you want to be I do joke that I'm a careers advisor because I'm not sure what I want to do with my life and, I, and I'm able then to do wonderful <laughs> things like run our cadet force which is why I'm sitting here in uniform today you know and and explore different things you don't have to narrow yourself down your job mm -hmm. will change Mm. Some parents might want their children to follow a particular path that society views as admirable, like being a doctor or being a lawyer. Is that dangerous? Absolutely not, no. And I, I do find that, yes, when they're a little bit younger, it might be the parent leading it. But by the time you, you're getting to year 11, when you're going into sixth form, I think the young person by then, if that's what they want to do, their vocation and they're very passionate about it, absolutely. We, we have, a, I'd, I'd say about, gosh, 
perhaps two thirds of our students go towards those sort of professions and that's fantastic. We all need doctors in the future, we need nurses, we need physios. I'm always very pleased when people are offering those and things they want to do. I feel yeah. secure in my future. But mm. I also think it's very good that we have people going towards things like the creative industries and we mm. have people going towards things that are developing themselves, going and doing a subject at a university, doing history, doing English. That's also important. We need a full variety in society. Mm. One thing I would say about about parents and this idea of I would like my daughter to be, which obviously that's that's something uh, it's wonderful to have an aspiration, but be open minded yourself. There are so many courses out there you won't have heard of. You're not a career specialist. Mm. You know, that's my job to open your eyes and your your young person's eyes to other careers. Look at different paths as well. Things have changed in the years since you went to school and since you went to a particular university, for instance. Don't worry if your daughter comes home and mentions a university or your son or your nephew mentions a university you've never heard of. It might be there fantastic and have been for the last 20 years, but you didn't hear about it. So as parents, yes, absolutely. Be ambitious for your for your children. But don't forget that there's new things come and some of those things might be even better than that traditional role you've perhaps decided on. It's an open dialogue. I invite parents to come along on interviews. And although not every interview, because obviously I want to speak to young people openly and, you know, honestly. Mm. But if, if parents can get involved, do, because it's so nice to be able to have that conversation about other aspirations when somebody says, actually, I want to do this instead. But aspirations are good. I'm happy with aspirations. So what else could parents be doing in order to help support their child uh, to make the right choices? So I think I alluded to it earlier that talking about your own career and your own jobs, mm. getting conversations with other people in the family or family friends and being open to the fact that there might be new things out there. We, although at our school, most pupils go on to university, probably 99 percent. Every year or so, there's somebody who'll go off and do something a little bit different. And that will be a conversation had, whether it's a degree apprenticeship, whether it's directly into programs at a particular company that mm -hmm. are fantastic and will have qualifications attached to them. I think some of our parents in particular didn't know that degree apprenticeships means it's a free degree. The company pays for the degree, not you, mm. no, no student debts. And I think it's that open mindedness. And that thing I said about having a conversation over breakfast, I, uh, I mean, mealtime at our house are we chat a lot we stay at the table for quite a time you know and mm. I think that opportunity because teenagers are, are uh, likely and they always have been to disappear off to their bedrooms or head out with their friends but have conversations start those conversations early not to narrow down but to make sure that that your child knows you're somebody who knows something <laughs> mm. <laughs> you've been out to work you've had a job you know and and you, you have got something to add to the conversation but as a parent be open to new things as well and what sort of age is the right age to start talking to our children about this kind of thing well <laughs> At our school, we started year seven with formal lessons, but our primary school, they're already talking about these sort of things. They've had wow. things like the police force have come in and talked mm. about their job role. And I, I don't think there's an early-ish time that you have to start this, and I don't think there's ever a too early time. I mm. did get on an open warning a few years ago, a young, <laughs> a young person in a pram, so she was possibly about four or five, maybe, <laughs> in a, in a pushchair. And um, I said to her, what would you like to be when 
you grown up and she said I'd like to be a unicorn and I thought that was one of the best interviews I've ever had and parents parents were very dismayed but I thought what what a lovely thing to already be thinking that when I grow up I've got an aspiration that's when I you know it could be a difficult conversation later but she might be on the stage who knows she may well but I I don't think (laughs) uh, even with my own daughter you know we we've chatted about careers in in many different ways talking about what they enjoy in school is talking about something that might be about careers so never an early too early but definitely when you're when you're starting high school that you should be chatting about careers I'm, I'm so sad that that we don't have a a, a a national career service like we used to do and we don't have that contact and that conversation and that it has fallen to schools to individually do it and although our school is, is blessed with having you know really forward thinking on this not every school has so parents do need to talk about this at home definitely And how can parents have meaningful conversations without the conversation going along the lines of, so what are you going to do when you leave school? And the reply being, I don't know. And that's kind of the end of the conversation. How can how can it be a more meaningful conversation with our children? Do you know, I think that's a wonderful opportunity for for parents to open the conversation without a challenge. I think starting it with what are you going to do is is never going to be a good end, even mm. if the pupil, the person's had that sort of thought already that they might mm. like to do so-and-so. Yeah. So I think it's more that as a family, you talk a lot anyway. And I do think, um, I mean, you might have spoken about this to, to our new Senko, about how talking at home is so important. And I feel these sort of conversations aren't a, a one-off. What are you going to do? Fill in that list. I think there's something that we should be doing all the time. You know, mm. what you enjoy what you get out of what's your favorite subject this week um Mm. how what do you think about maths this week those sort of conversations started in primary school can feed into later on it's not a surprise when that parent then says so what what are you thinking you might do for your gcse's we bring parents in a lot. We, we like to have conversations with parents a lot. And those are done in front of their, their daughters. But I think every parent should have a conversation that opens a door to conversations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not one that uh, feels a bit demanding. Uh, yeah. When I told my dad what I wanted to do, he went, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's that's not a good start you know um, and I think that's possibly led to me going right okay for a few years it was like I'm, I want to do it anyway and then he was right it wasn't the right thing for me but that's not the point is it it's the point is you need to keep the door open to talk that's that's how you start these conversations you talk already Julieta we need to bring this to a close in a minute I've, I've got a fun question for you though if you could have done or if you could do now any career that you wanted to irrespective of qualifications needed or skills needed what would you choose? Do you know, I've had a lifetime working with young people and I would not change that for the world. Mm. I've had the opportunity to take them up mountains, to take them down rivers, to talk about their their most personal thoughts. And I actually wouldn't change what I do. I've had a very varied career working with youth at risk. I've worked in the prison service. I've worked for um, the Welsh National uh, Careers Organisation. And I I wouldn't change it for the world. Young people are what get me up in the morning and they're what keep me fired. Yes, they could be frustrating over the Mm. breakfast table, maybe. But (laughs) but equally, they they are what I would not change. Mine has been a a varied career, but the the common theme has been working with young people. And I I wouldn't change that, to be honest. uh, They are what I enjoy. And I did actually shed a tear the other night when we had our our leavers supper and the, the girls are off to university. We won't see them so much, although we invite 
invite them back in lots at our school. Mm. You know, they I've seen them develop and how lucky am I to not only have had my own children I could do that with, but so many thousands of other children. It sounds like it's less about what you're doing and more about who you're doing it with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, we need to bring this to a close now, but for anyone who's heard anything, any parent who's heard anything might want to get in touch with any questions. Is there any way they can connect with you? Absolutely. Um, just get in touch with school. The, the Queen's School all know each other. It's a fantastic place to work. But our, if you phone into the school office, they'll put you straight through to me. And I am more than happy to meet parents one to one via Zoom with their daughters, not that is absolutely fine. And we've always had that very open door policy. So people do fire off questions like, do you need maths to do this subject? You know, and I'm, I'm a mm. bit of a walking encyclopedia on that front. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's lovely to have conversations, you know, and, and I think uh, with with our school, just get in touch, just phone in and I'll, I'll answer. Perfect. That's great. Well, look, thank you for your time. Thank you for being here and sharing all of this with us. I really appreciate it. I very much enjoyed it. Thank you. So that was Julietta Dawson talking careers guidance for young people in 2021. Thank you, Julietta, for coming on to this episode of the podcast. Really good talking to you. If you have any questions, please get in touch with the school. They'll always be happy to help you. But our next episode is coming out soon. So in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you get future notifications. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.